Hello and welcome to Witchy Wellness Radio. I'm your host, Lauren Cholantani, women's holistic health coach and fellow recovering perfectionist. This podcast was created to show you that your body is not in the way, it is actually leading your way. I am very particular about the type of CBD and hemp products that I use. There's so much hype and lack of testing and quality in the industry. So the company that I love and use is Evo Hemp. Not only do they have a beautiful product like hemp seeds, CBD oil, gummies, even hemp chocolate, protein bars, protein powder. They also support a 40-acre co-op farm in Minnesota, which is farmer-owned, focusing on bringing equality and innovation back to black, indigenous, and other socially disadvantaged farmers. So if you are looking into trying any type of CBD or hemp products, head over to evohemp.com. The link is in the show notes. And make sure you use code WITCHY, W-I-C-T-H-Y, for 20% off of your purchase. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Witchy Wellness Radio. Again, I am your host, Lauren, and this is a show you learn how your body and emotions are not in the way they're actually leading the way. And today we're talking with Jessie Cancer. She was born in the Soviet Union, and at the age of eight, she immigrated with her family to Brooklyn. She is a writer and former reporter and actress. Her work has appeared in the Washington Post, New York Daily News, Wall Street Journal, The Independent, The New York Times, and so many more. Jessie lives with her two daughters and husbands in Dobbs Ferry, New York. And we're here to talk about don't just sit there and do, do nothing. Healing, chilling, and living with the Tao Te Ching, which is her new book. I'm so excited. We've never talked about the Tao Te Ching on here. And it's like, ah, uh, it was such a beautiful, pivotal healing part of my journey. So welcome, Jesse. Oh, Lauren, thank you for having me. And I'm always so glad to hear that we share that commonality, the respect for the Tao Te Ching. Yeah. Um, you know, I dedicated a whole book to it. Well, I didn't dedicate the book, but I, I revisited my journey of healing using this ancient philosophy. And I'm so excited to share it with your listeners. Oh, I am too. And it's definitely up the witchy wellness alley. I know everybody is going to love this. Um, but before we jump into the the meat and potatoes or tofurkey potatoes here, <laughs> how did you know, how did you get to well, first of all, your own healing journey to writing this this book, like you said, this ode to or this reintroduction of this ancient philosophy that's oh, so simple, but yeah, so powerful. <laughs> Yeah, and that's what I love about it. Um, for those who don't know, the Tao Te Ching comes from 6th century BC China, and it is the second most translated book in the world after the Bible. So it is actually uh, quite popular, even if it's not as widely known by us over here in the West as one might expect because I get all the time, I get a mix of people who love it like you and I do. And then I get people who don't, who haven't heard of it and it's all good. So my book, Don't Just Sit There, Do Nothing is um, a story of my own journey of healing using the lens of these Eastern teachings, which even when I wasn't doing what they taught us to do, I saw the lessons. So in my mistakes, the lessons 
were very clear as well. And I tell my story in hindsight, of course, um, you know, for years now, I've been a pretty boring, happily married suburban mom of two. And I say pretty boring, meaning in a good way, like my life is not the constant up and down that it was for many, many years. Of course, we always have ups and downs. That's life. That's the world. And so these teachings of Eastern ancient philosophy, this Tao Te Ching, it grounds us in a way that, first of all, if you are in a journey of healing, it brings you back to centered, helps you recognize your own power, your own great strength that is within you all along. It's like, it's like um, in uh, Wizard of Oz, when she said you had the power all along, that's what the Tao Te Ching does for us. It brings us back to that power. And then furthermore, in the life of ups and downs of raising a family, which is what I'm doing now, of pursuing anything, you know, I'm a writer, I have plans and goals as well, but it always keeps me centered and keeps me uh, living in a realm where I am grateful and content a lot of the time, even if, as I'm striving forward. And that's what I want to gift others. So beautiful. And I know there's so many translations of this. I even, I'm thinking, hearing you talk and thinking there's the Tao to Poo, like Pooh yeah. Bear. There's a yeah. translation. Um, I've read a lot. Wayne Dyer did his own translation and yes. did kind of mm -hmm. his own um, practice. Interpretation. Interpretation, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so there's lots of different versions out there. Um, so people who might not know Tao Te Ching, can you kind of explain how a translated version is set up, how to kind of dive into it, and like how how does your book approach this Eastern philosophy? Sure. So my book is actually its own translation as well, if I yeah. say so. Now, I do not speak the original dialect. However, what I needed to do for this book is I sat with dozens and dozens of translations, yeah. and I found a common thread through all of them because, yes, there are different translations, but the teachings are all the same. They really are. The teachings of finding uh, patience, uh, cultivating stillness, calmness, contentment, compassion. This is everything that the Tao Te Ching teaches and it runs through all of them. So what I did is find the ones that really rang true for me. If you've never read uh, the Tao Te Ching, if you don't wanna go deep, but you wanna start somewhere, may I suggest don't just sit there and do nothing. Uh, I think that what's happened to a lot of my readers and the book is only out since March, so it's relatively new, but I've had readers who got my book and then they write to ask me for my favorite translation because they want the whole thing. I love uh, Stephen Mitchell's translation of the Tao Te Ching. Now, the Tao Te Ching translates as the book of the way. Some also translated as the way of integrity. There's different ways of looking at it, but the way I see it and the way I've seen it described, like you said, by Wayne Dyer, who was very inspirational for me as well. The idea is that there is a natural way to all things. There's a natural way to our own lives, to our own being. And obviously we see this natural way very clearly in the earth and nature as humans in the modern world, we often lose it. So what it leads us back to is finding our way. And I say our individual way because everybody's way is unique. You have your way, your natural way of being, and I have mine. And our goal then is to discover 
those for ourselves so that we can live with more ease in our lives and we can follow our natural way of being. Now, the Tao Te Ching is 81 verses, 81 simple. I call them poems. They're just little writings, not very long, that give you a seed to think about and to blossom in your own particular way. Yeah, I love picking it up and just like flipping to a page, like almost like an oracle card. Yes. And just what and, do I need, you know? Yes, and I actually have my cards. You know what? I'm going to grab them right now because these are the Tao Te Ching actually cards, like the, the way you see tarot cards. Oh. And if you, if I may, I'll I'll get one out for, for our listeners right now. Yeah. Because I always find, like you, when I do that, and I, I actually do that with my own book as well. Oh, just to answer your question, because you had asked me how I structured it. I picked, I didn't want to do 81 essays because I did an essay and a story from my mm -hmm. personal life or from the world around me for each of the verses. So I whittled it down. Some of them, as you know, are repetitive yeah. for good reason, because they're very wise. I have, it ended up with 47 chapters, 47 stories and 47 invitations, because at the end of each chapter, I have a do your Tao se section that invites you to take some of these principles and bring them into your everyday life. And, you know, this do your Tao section, they're, they're exercises, but I like to think of them a little more as shifts some of these exercises are just a changing our perception. It's not really a do exercise because that would be paradoxical for a do your, for a don't just sit there, do nothing. And then it has a do your Tao section that's paradoxical in itself. But as you know, from the Tao Te Ching, it's filled with paradoxes. It's telling yeah. us many different things at the same time. I didn't want to rain more stuff to do. So most of these do your Tao sections are shifts in perception shifts that worked really well for me and you know they're pretty magical and not all of them may be magical for you but some definitely will and it's for you to find which those are and then really quick i want i want to say so my story i came here as a refugee which you mentioned when i was a child a lot of my personal early pain came from losing identity. I came from the Soviet Union, from Riga, Latvia. Now we all know that part of the world because of what's going on. My dad's from Ukraine. Um, mom was born in the shadows of the Soviet gulags, the, the Soviet camps in S Siberia. Her family was put in them because for various reasons, geopolitical reasons that aren't very important, other than I inherited a whole lot of generational trauma. And then I got some of my own when I had to go through this refugee process of living in different countries. I made it to America, but I lost my sense of self. And so, you know, I ended up with an eating disorder and depression, anxiety, et cetera. Ultimately, what got me to stop, because I didn't know how to stop and just be uh, bulimia, which is what I suffered from, is like the opposite. So instead of being with your emotions, you binge and purge your emotions. And so upon graduating college, straight A student, keeping the facade of perfection for my immigrant family, for myself, was not showing my pain. That was like the opposite of who I am now, which is an open book. And so I got into this major car crash. I had a brain injury. I had to rest and I had to do nothing. And I reached for one of the millions of self-help books I've collected at that point because I knew I needed help. It was the Tao Te Ching. I went to the easiest path first. It was smaller. 
And, you know, that's when my healing journey with the Tao began. This was 20 years ago. And I really believe it's magical to this day. And when I started writing this book, I wrote it during the pandemic. I realized the pandemic was our society's car crash. And it was time for all of us to reach for a more easeful way of being. So that's what we're doing. That is what we're doing. Oh my gosh, that is so beautiful. So let's pick a card. Let's do a card. Let's do a card. Do a real quick card because you're right. It is like a like a card or a kind of you know the way people do tarot, the way people do lots of different divination tools to give us a little insight. The doubt can be used that way as well. And then when we get really good at it, we use ourselves. We sit down, we get quiet. And answers come. It's really amazing. So today we got verse 64. What is rooted is easy to nourish. What is recent is easy to correct. What is brittle is easy to break. What is small is easy to scatter. Prevent trouble before it arises. Put things in order before they exist. The giant pine tree grows from a tiny sprout. The journey of a thousand miles starts from beneath your feet. Now, I'm gonna stop there. As you know, as we said, many different translations. I wanna, if it's okay with you, Lauren, I wanna quickly jump to- um, Yeah, your passage of this? To my what? To your chapter and your passage yes, of this? Yes, really yeah. quick. I think it's very interesting because it's one of the last chapters in my book. I call it journeying. Hmm. So this is the translation I have put together. I love this one from verse 64. Remember, a tree that is big enough for you to embrace grew out of a tiny seat. A journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. The master takes action by letting things take their course. She simply reminds people of who they have always been. And this she does without a stir. And then I add in my own words, a Russian addition, while the eyes fear, the hands do. This is a little Russian uh, saying. So I think that's really interesting that this is the card we got right now because everyone or most people have heard the phrase, the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Few people know that it comes from the Tao Te Ching. And to me, that kind of way of thinking helps me start things. <coughs> Excuse me. You're fine. And for me, um, another interpretation of this is a, a man or a woman who enjoys the journey more than the destination is, a, is unstoppable. So realizing that, you know, you will get there, but enjoying every step of the process and realizing that if you have big dreams or you don't know where you're going, that base hits, small baby steps every single day, every single moment, or just doing nothing is perfect. It leads you exactly where you need to be. Have you taken the anxious personality quiz yet? Real talk, not all anxiety is created equal, nor can you manifest the same way with it. Yes, that's true. You can manifest with your anxiety. I created this quiz so you can figure out how your anxiety manifests in your life, your emotions, your thoughts, and your actions. And when we have more insight into what our triggers and how to catch them faster, 
we're able to make lasting change and amplify what we want to manifest in our life. You can find out your anxious personality type at anxiousquiz.com. Learn to embrace and manifest with your anxiety today. Yes, that's exactly right. That's the don't just sit there, do nothing. Yeah. And um, it's really also the journey of healing, which can feel very, you know, when we're at our bottom, I was at my rock bottom when I had that brain injury. I was still bulimic. My body was broken. My emotional state was a mess. I'm on the floor, like physically broken, still doing, you know, the binging and the purging that I was doing as my, that was my modality for surviving, honestly. And I, you know, it was such a rock bottom because you look in the mirror, I have stitches near my eye and I'm doing this to myself on top of what I've physically gone through already. And it can feel very daunting, but I had a voice, almost an external voice that said to me, this is a bottom from which you're yet to rise. So I really love that this is the card that, you know, the the, the verse of the Tao Te Ching that we got right now, because honestly, it encompasses all of it. Anything we're doing is a journey, whether it's a healing journey or journey towards a goal. And it's in the journey where we find our power, not in the destination. And I've realized this myself because as humans, we want things. We want to achieve things. We want to get things. We think we'll be happy when we get there. And the second we get there, we want something else. So if you forget the journey, you kind of screw yourself. So what a good reminder, right? Oh, such a beautiful reminder. And for, for me to think about that and to incorporate that into my own life is to realize that I mean, law, law of attraction, right? We want the emotion. We want the feeling that we think we're going to get when we get the thing. We're healed or wh- whatever you're in, you're in search of. But it's really about that feeling, that emotion, that state of being, which you can truly access at any point. And if, if Abraham Hicks, law of attraction fans out there, their step five, me, appreciate me. <laughs> the contrast. Appreciate the contrast. Yes. yes. Because the the bulimia the car crash the yeah. injury the breakup the whatever you're going through is there to lead you to who you really are which is already here but for you to to understand and appreciate that and for me i still have to remind myself that for big or small things in my life that, that contrast you're like okay this is leading me oh, same. to where i need to be same. Because we're because we're human. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that is for sure, and that's and it's a lifetime journey. A lot, yeah. If it, if we yeah if we weren't we wouldn't be here if we yeah. didn't you know if we didn't need that reminder. And that's the show's tagline: your body and emotions are not in the way; they're leading the way. That's where that all comes from. Oh, I love is it. This I beautiful it. concept. Yeah. And um, I love that you brought up Abraham Hicks. I actually mentioned them yeah. in 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 there as well. Um, you know, I try to stay away from the woo-woo completely. Like, like I try to not bring as much as I like in there because I wanted my book to be accessible to everyone. But at my heart, I'm so woo-woo. And I love the channelings of Abraham Hicks. I love Paul Selig. I love teachings that are beyond ourselves. And to be honest with you, my book was channeled. Not 100% of it. Some of it is my life. But... 
anybody who does anything creative knows that some of our best stuff comes when we get out of the way. And the journeying is like that. The remembering the journey is living without getting in our own way. When we get stuck in, I want it, but I don't have it, which Abraham, of course, talk a lot about, uh, that, that gets us into suffering that is needless. But when we can enjoy that anything we want is in the palm of our hands and we're just walking towards it, that's all we're doing. Well, then we enjoy the walking towards it. And I love what you said also about the contrast. Another um, quote that I really enjoy and it's by Neil Donald Walsh, who I st studied with personally. Uh, he wrote Conversations with God many years ago. And so the quote I love is, contrast creates context. So by experiencing contrast, by experiencing pain, you're able to appreciate the good stuff more. So I'm able to be now this quote unquote boring suburban mom. And I do have my goals and I have my things, but I really enjoy my non-dramatic life. And the reason is I know what a life just filled with ups and downs. I know what that feels like. I know how much pain that brings. And so I enjoy the quietude. Oh my gosh, sorry guys, for those who heard that. Speaking of drama, that was my kitten, my young Speaking cat. Of contrast. Contrast. <laughs> he's black and white and cute all over and he he's stepping on the keys. But um, honestly, I see people in my town, in my rather calm mom life, I see people unable to find contentment. And the reason I am is because of my earlier suffering, earlier journeying, earlier searches. So everyone who's listening to you, to your program, everyone's a searcher. You're not on here if you're not searching for something. And you should really give yourself a pat on the back for being that searcher because you're already so far ahead of so many of us who are just lost. You're searching. So you know, you know, there's a way of being that is, I'm not going to say better. I'm just going to say more easeful. There's a way of being that's more holistic and you're looking for it. So you're, you're doing the exact right thing. You're exactly where you need to be. That's yep. right. 10,000%. Um, what came up for me, what, what we just talked about is intuition because when you start this journey, you know, you're seeking and you're looking for something different, you know, what you're going through, whether it's contrasty or not, there's some, there's another way. My experience, and I've seen so many people I've worked with, is trusting that intuition, mm. and, and especially when the doubts start to creep in. So how can we tune into this inner voice with the Tao Te Ching or your own practices and, and really tune in? Because that's where the channeling happens, is through your intuition. You know, you get out of the way and you listen to a higher that part voice, of you. Yeah. yeah. Yep, that higher inner voice. And the reason I love the Tao Te Ching so much is because it reminds me to get quieter, to block out all of the external messages. And we live in a world full of external messages. We know that. And to get in touch with the higher voice. And you can call it what you will. You can call that voice the Tao or God, your higher self, your intuition. Now, I love that you did bring up intuition because, you know, the foreword of my book of Don't Just Sit There, Do Nothing was written by my mentor, Laura Day. She's the queen of intuition. She's the best-selling author of Practical Intuition. And she's the intuitive, which is just another word for psychic, 
for for big Fortune 500 companies, and she used to do it for celebrities. And you know, she I was just on with her earlier today, and I was doing some work with her. I did a workshop with her at Omega. So I study intuition constantly. I'm a trained intuitive myself. And I will say that constantly because again, this is another one of those lifetime journeys. But like anything else, the more you practice it, the easier it becomes. So I walk around everywhere, everywhere I sit, everywhere I go, I have a journal or another journal or another journal. And I write down what I call hits. I write down whenever a voice comes at me and it might sound like mine, it might not, but it's a little bit, it's not what I'm thinking about. It's not what I'm overanalyzing. It just comes. I know that's an intuitive hit. And the more you start writing things down, the more you start paying attention to synchronicities, which is a way that intuition or life or the Tao speaks to us as well. The more you start observing the more in touch with it you get. So it's a practice. And this is why don't just sit there, do nothing. This is why it's very important to introduce stillness and quietude into our life. Now, a lot of us are very busy and it doesn't have to be hours and hours of meditation. Everyone has their own way of doing it. I don't meditate every day. I meditate a lot of the days. Some days the kids woke me up too early. Then things, you know, the schedule kicks in and I make sure to take moments of stillness and anyone can do this. You close your computer and you breathe and you look out the window and you watch the branch move with the wind or you close your eyes and you sit with yourself. Sometimes a second, sometimes a moment can feel like an eternity. And so when you gift yourself those moments, instead of constantly pushing that boulder up the hill, when you realize things are getting difficult, things aren't going my way, maybe maybe you just hit a brick wall. Usually we're taught to push through it, but I say no. I say stop, pause, and get back in touch with your center, with your intuition, because it'll be so much easier to do or to accomplish whatever it is that you want from a place of centeredness. So to me, that is my most important job in life. And when I, I know very keenly now, I say self-awareness is a superpower. I know keenly when I'm not in my center and I don't always get back to it as quickly as I should, should in quotations, because I am human, but I know that that is my job. I have to constantly check in with myself. And if I'm coming from a place within that is that good place, that place where everything aligns, magic happens. And if I'm not, it doesn't. And that's also okay, but that's where we connect to that intuition. We keep bringing ourselves back. It's a process of returning. Totally. And that's, even in meditation, that's meditation itself. Process of returning. Doesn't matter how you meditate. That's right. Some people meditate. That's right. You know, some people really can't sit still. I love to sit still. I really am the queen of doing nothing. Please give me a day to sit on the couch. It's great. I don't get too many of those anymore. You know, two young kids, whatever. But um, sometimes I write from bed. My point being, find what works for you. You might get, you might surprise yourself. You might get better at it. If you have a few minutes and you can't sit still, write. Write without editing yourself, you know, free write. There's so many different modalities that exist to help ourselves, but we, we got to use them. We got to tap in. Yeah. And it takes practice, you know, yep. Yep. you're not going to just start journaling and, you know, channel the next, the next book. And I look at my journals 
definitely 10 years ago, maybe yeah. five years ago. And it's like, she said this, he did, you yeah, know, it was yeah, very, yeah. it was very, you know, I was processing some stuff. Yeah. But now when I go down to write nine times out of 10, I'm not writing. I just start moving the, you know what I mean? Like you start there moving you the head and it's what I need to hear. Usually it's what I need to, to speak on, you know, share with my, my family, my, you know, social media, this podcast, yeah. it's just, you tap in and you, you start to work that muscle and, and, and familiar set familiarize yourself with it then it's easier and easier to tap into but don't just start something and then be like well I'm no good at this it's going to take practice yeah and and by the way that process you're talking about the automatic writing process is one of my favorites too now a lot of times you know I write now with purpose because I'm working on a second book and still I surprise myself all the time and it's not always it's not that I always write something that's brilliant that's not the case the case is and I'm quoting Joan Didion now she's you know she's passed not that long ago but I, I she was very inspirational for me when I was in college and I love that she said I write to find out what I think about something so that's what happens to me now if you're not a writer it doesn't matter there's like a billion other things you can do Sometimes you can record yourself, you can paint, you can draw, you know, draw a picture of the the new reality you're working on, the reality you'd like to call in. And you may surprise yourself what comes up or, or just go for a walk in the woods and look at trees. Can't feel bad around trees. <laughs> oh no. I just recently yeah. moved to Florida and I've been hugging a lot of palm trees lately. I, <laughs> so I love the trees. Um, also dancing moving your oh, body. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yoga, that's why people love yoga yeah. is because yeah. it gets them to be still in their minds. It's that's right. It's getting out of your head and into your body in some sort of way. And music really helps me to tap into that place of myself as well. And I also like guided meditations. So yes. not all meditations. I have some in my book and there's tons that you can find on YouTube. If you don't want to pay money, you there's, there's no, there's no blocks other than the blocks within us to getting deeper connection with ourselves, with our intuition. I mean, it's all there. You just got to get started. And some days you'll, you'll have days that you don't do it and you'll have days that are, aren't great. So what? Every day is a new chance. Exactly. And I have to just air out my not dirty laundry but like today I let myself sleep in and I didn't meditate or do anything this morning I just got up and got ready and that's okay too and that you know oh, you know it's well, sometimes that perfectionism, perfectionism comes in on this and you're like I got this perfect formula to being you know no it doesn't work yeah. like that you gotta no, you gotta, you gotta tune in and listen to yourself constantly <laughs> and extra sleep is something we need a oh, lot of yes. time and there are days I get my kids on the bus because they leave pretty early, 7.40. And there are days that I get back into bed because I need that extra half yeah. hour. Yeah. And I think it's really hard in this day and age to let yourself be lazy and not feel guilty. Mm-hmm. That's why you even feel like it's dirty laundry. And I get it. That's the yeah. society we come. But you know what? We're not machines. We're not robots. And our value does not lie in our productivity. And so it's important to buck that messaging. And yes. to be your own best nurturer. Exactly. And what came to mind before, for this little side tangent, was that the reason why I started this podcast 
is because I've been so inspired by different books and podcasts and YouTube videos that I've seen. If you guys are like, I don't know where to start. If you're inspired by this, buy the, her book, you know, like follow <laughs> up. And, you know, say, if you're thinking about the, somebody listening to this episode, share it to them. Yes, yes, we'll get more listens. But most importantly, you never know what little thing, that's your intuition that's talking to you, that's sparking that interest or, or that or that little bit of joy or intrigue. And that, that's literally the main reason I started the show was because I wanted to help get other people. We're all speaking the same thing. It's just, you, there's no unique yeah. message. They're just unique messengers and different people are gonna speak to you at different times in your life. So if you feel called, act upon it. And it's, you know, not a huge act, like read a book, listen to a podcast, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's little baby Leave a review. Like that. Leave a review. Exactly. Yeah, review. Po podcasts yeah. need yes. reviews. Books need reviews. I'm, I'm constantly asking because I know a lot of people who did buy my book. Don't just sit there, do nothing. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, they don't always know to leave a review. It yes. makes a big difference. I read all of them. And um, I also should say that I have free content as well. The first two chapters are available for free on my website, jessiecanzer.com, which I know you'll include in your show notes. Yep. So don't ever let money be a barrier either. If you follow me on Instagram at jessiecanzer, I read a lot of the book. I mean, look, everything we do, people like us, like Lauren and me, we're not doing it to get rich. We're doing it because we love this messaging so much. And I love what you said that there's only unique messengers. I mean, mm -hmm. the Tao Te Ching guys comes from sixth century BC yep. and you won't believe how relevant it is today and how little human nature has changed. So yeah, we're repeating <laughs> the same messages in different ways. And by the way, different people react to different modalities, to different messengers. You know, I'm for some people, I'm not for everyone. That's the, that's the truth. Um, I also share a lot of other people that I enjoy and a lot of other messengers um, on my site and on Instagram. And I do think it's in the book even, uh, I think it's important to support each other, each other in our search for wholeness because that's how the world changes, one individual at a time. Yeah, you want to heal the world, heal yourself. Exactly. That's, that's what I always say. Um, but thank you so much. Oh my goodness, time flies by when you're having <laughs> yeah. fun here. Was there anything else, Jesse, you wanted to speak on or kind of tie a pretty bow at, or cherry on top before we start to close the show down today? You know, I'm going to read real quick if that's okay yeah, with you. Yeah, of course. Two sentences from my epilogue because I think it's important and you never know who's listening. You never know where they are in their lives. Maybe they're there bottom like I was on the bathroom floor or wherever else anyone else bottom is the thing I'd like to tell you one last note if you will before I shut up for a bit and I seriously will because as you hear my voice is hoarse and I'm gonna rest it tonight <laughs> what I want to tell you is that even if you follow none of my suggestions not a single one you are doing the Tao even if you don't like much of what I've written here you're doing it and doing it well because there's no other way. The good and bad classifications we give ourselves are simply impositions on isness. And that's about it. Wow. There is, there's no good place or bad place. Whatever place you're in, be here now and just one step at a time. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for that. I was a the most beautiful way to end the show. Thank you so much for your thank wisdom you. and your presence and creating and 
channeling this beautiful book. We close the show the same way every episode. How may we, the listeners, as a big hug of gratitude, be of service for you in return today, Jesse? Oh, that is so sweet. Well, first of all, you're listening. Thank you for listening. You know, uh, there's not much someone like me or Lauren can do without an audience. So do spread the word. If you like Lauren's podcast, spread the word. If my book speaks to you, maybe order it for a friend. Um, leave reviews. Visit us on Instagram. I'm at Jesse Kanzer. Visit my website. Communicate. And pass it on. Pass it forward. Pass it on for somebody else. Pay it forward. Totally love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today and yeah, channeling your truth to us. And thank you for having me and for creating this space where we can do this. And remember, open up, surrender, trust, and let your body lead the way.